It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And welcome to Wise Guys. These guys know sports on this Friday, July 24th on the Worldwide Sports Network. Here with my co-host, Mr. Clarence Nixon. What's up, Clarence? Hey, man. How you doing today, man? How you doing today? It's Friday. Happy Friday. So I'm feeling hey, real man. good. <laughs> I really want to go get a drink for real, man. That's that's how I'm feeling today on this Friday, man. Feeling relaxed, relaxation, man. You're gonna need a drink after I get after I give you this beatdown on wise guys. Oh, <laughs> You're gonna that. need a beat that you're gonna need a drink <laughs> for sure. Everybody remember go and follow wise guys on Twitter at wise guys underscore H, also on Facebook, wise guys. And be sure to follow wise guys on Instagram at these guys no sports. We are live here on the worldwide sports network. So we got an action jam packed show. We're gonna talk about Steve Young stating that Jimmy Garoppolo is not trusted by Kyle Shanahan. Also, we're going to talk about Colin Cowherd. He said that Kawhi Leonard, if he wins another championship this year, he will be in the all-time top five in the NBA on the all-time grace list. But we got to start off in the NBA, Clarence. As LeBron James, he had a powerful press conference after yesterday's scrimmage against the Dallas Mavericks. One of the things that LeBron talked about, he talked about how the officers who killed Breonna Taylor should be arrested and we want justice for Breonna Taylor. He talked about how the Black Lives Matter is not a movement, it's a lifestyle. So my question for you is, as we open up the show, what was your biggest takeaway from LeBron James' press conference yesterday? I felt I felt every word that LeBron, what LeBron James said yesterday and what he said yesterday was powerful, and it's and he's he's a hundred percent true. Like this is not no movement. This is a lifestyle for us black people to get like social rights in this in this country in the United States of America. What well, I, I ain't gonna lie, I had to watch that like three or four times because he like he he was representing like black black people like black L.A. Lakers shirt and. Like the game didn't matter. He wanted he want justice for Breonna Taylor. We want justice too. Like me and you, we want justice for Breonna Taylor. You know, it's it's crazy that she it, this sick crime happened, and I'm glad that uh, like a like a top leader like LeBron James spoke spoke up. He spoke up and said he want they want justice too. Like the whole NBA want justice for that. Like and I hope the state of Kentucky like they they found them police officer guilty for this crazy disgusting murder yeah when it comes to lebron james though as a public speaker and 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 somebody that i really got a lot of respect for when lebron james speaks i listen because i believe this brother is very educated and he 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 is very woke on what's going on out here in society and he's definitely you know up on the issues that we are dealing with in the african-american communities i completely agree with lebron james about the Black Lives Matter, not being a movement, it's a lifestyle. This is something that we are trying to, to get people to understand. We want, primarily the, the Caucasians of our country, we want them to understand that this is something that we're serious about. And I feel like for the first time in, in American history, Clarence, that we we actually got the attention right now. We actually got the attention. Yeah, and I believe we have to capitalize on what's taking place in our country. And one of the things that I have felt since the whole you know, social injustice movement has started and everything. One of the things that I've, I've been, I felt strong about is you have to be anti-racist. Like you can't be, you know, you can't straddle the fence. You can't say, hey, I, I'm not racist. So I, I don't really get involved in, in other right. racial activities or I don't comment on racial activities because I'm not a racist. No, that's not enough. You have to be an anti-racist. And so right now, that's that, that's one of the things that I feel like we need to to really, really basically come, come get a, clear-cut understanding, pinpoint, pinpoint those individuals who are racist so we can call them 
to the forefront, whether it be people on the police force, whether it's politicians, whether it's athletes, whoever it is, I believe we, if it's somebody in the entertainment industry as well, we need to call those individuals out to the forefront who are racist or have had any kind of, you know, racist situation that they were involved in that they might've started and so forth. So I think right now we're at a time and age where you have to be anti-racism. And like I said, when it comes to LeBron James, when LeBron James speaks, I listen. He's one of the most powerful Black African-Americans we have, you know, in our country. And he and I and I, I stand with LeBron for justice for Breonna Taylor. We talked about Breonna Taylor on our show a few months ago, Clarence, and how we feel like she deserves justice. There is no way in hell that we think it's that it should be okay for three officers to be walking around here scot-free after they went into Breonna Taylor's home unannounced and they went to the wrong home and they killed an innocent black woman in her home and she had such an aspiring future and such a promising future. It's just sad. And I'm glad LeBron James and other NBA players are speaking out for Breonna Taylor and about the justices that we want for this particular situation. Yes, definitely, definitely. Everybody go follow Wise Guys on Facebook and Instagram, These Guys Know Sports, and Twitter, one is Wise Guys underscore OH. We are here live on a worldwide sports radio network. And the thing, the thing about that, about that um that powerful speech from LeBron James is like he, he wants everybody to understand that this is this is a move, this is a lifestyle for us black folks. And we everybody that's against everybody's against it, like like it's time to speak up, it's time to speak up, it's time to, you know. Put the racist racism alive and Brianna Taylor, she just needs justice. Like, yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and you know, the NBA, they basically they had some slogans that they are gonna be allowing players to wear on the back of their jerseys. And LeBron James, he chose not to wear a slogan on the back of his jersey. So I want to get your opinion on that. What do you make of LeBron choosing to decline the option of wearing a slogan on the back of his jersey? I think I think he wants he wants like to tell people to, I, I, in my opinion I feel like he want he want them to know like like this is not a movement like we not about the about the brand off of this brand off of this or brand off of that like this is something that's going on in in United States like in America like this is going on in America we're dealing with police brutality and what um what so racism like it's a lot that we're dealing with and putting information on the jersey is not going to like solve anything. It's, it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot like for this movement to, to expand. Yeah, for for certain. And I, I think for what LeBron James has meant to the African American community and what he's represented, I don't think he needs to have a slogan on the back of his jersey for us to understand the impact that LeBron James has had on our community. I remember back when he was with the Miami Heat. With the, when the Trayvon Martin situation went down in Florida, him, D Wade, Chris Bosh, a bunch of other Miami Heat players, they they wore shirts in support of Trayvon Martin. I also believe with the situation that happened in New York with Eric Garner, that I cannot breathe. I think they also wore short sh shirts as well when, when we went through that situation in America. So I think LeBron James has done numerous things for the African American community, and I believe he's done so much as far as being able to put his money where his mouth is. Like, make no mistake yeah. about it. LeBron James invests in his community. Look at the school that he built in Akron, the, the I Promise School, for all the kids out there in Akron. So he has done numerous of things in the African-American community to show his support and show that he is he is definitely for social, in support of us for as far as getting social injustices changed in our country overall. So I don't think a slogan on the back of LeBron James' jersey it's gonna and it's gonna make us look at LeBron James in any more significant way than we, we already view him because he's already done so much for our community overall. Yeah, yeah. I'm a LeBron James. What he's doing in the NBA right now is is brilliant, and and he he's keeping it up, and he's one of the most activist players in the in NBA. But you know, what Trey, I would love to keep getting this content, but this uh topic, but we definitely got to move on, man. So so early early on first take they the um. Max Kellerman and Marcus Spears, they listed their top five NFL postseason quarterbacks of the last decade. So I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to okay. let you go first. Okay. Okay. 
gonna let you go first. So give me your top five, your top five quarterback of the last decade, pro in the postseason. Okay, real quick, just so we clear, pro football focus, they put out their best playoff quarterbacks of the decade list. Let's name, yep. let's 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 name their list first before we get into ours. This is pro football focus best quarterbacks of the decade in the playoffs. This is their list. Russell Wilson at five with an 88.5 rating. Eli Manning with an 89.8 playoff rating. Nick Foles with a 90.3 playoff rating. Pat Mahomes with a 90.3 playoff rating. And Aaron Rodgers, the great Aaron Rodgers, 91.9 playoff rating. So let's get into my list. And before I get into my list, first of all, I want to say, I want to critique this list real quick. First of all, Clarence, when I look at this list, where the hell is Tom Brady? Yeah. Where the hell? hell? I see Nick Foles, who had one magical playoff run. I see Eli Manning, who in this decade had one magical playoff run. In his career, Eli had two magical playoff runs, though, but he only had one in this decade. I don't even see Tom Brady. Like, what the hell is going on here? No Tom Brady, like no Drew Brees. I'm talking yeah. about pro football. I'm talking about pro football focus. Like that's my two main issues with their list. No Drew Brees and no Tom Brady. But let me get to my list. I'm gonna give you my list. You ready for this? Yeah, I want to hear your list, man. Okay, these are my top five NFL postseason quarterbacks of the decade. Starting off with number five. Might surprise you here, but I'm not sure. Big Ben Roethlisberger, 30 touchdowns, 24 interceptions, over 5,000 passing yards, completing 62% of his passes, 13-8 and record in the playoffs. Number four, Russell Wilson, 23 touchdowns, just 11 interceptions, over 3,000 passing yards, completing 63% of his passes in the postseason with a 9-6 record. Drew Brees is my third quarterback on my postseason quarterbacks of the all decade list. Drew Brees has 34 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, close to 5,000 passing yards, completed 67% of his passes in the playoffs, and he has an 8-8 record. The great Aaron Rodgers is number two on my NFL postseason quarterbacks of the decade list. 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, over 5,000 passing yards, completed 64% of his passes with 11-8 and eight Playoff record. And number one is the GOAT, Tom Brady. 73 touchdowns, 35 interceptions, over 11,000 passing yards, 63 completion percentage, 30-11 record. What more is there left to say? Tom Brady's statistics speak for itself in the playoffs, and his rings speak volumes as to why he is the best quarterback of the decade in the postseason. That's my list. Big Ben, Drew Brees, I mean, uh, Russell Wilson at four, Drew Brees at three, Aaron Rodgers two, Tom Brady at one. And let me give you my honorable mentions real quick. Honorable mention is Eli Manning and Peyton Manning. But Peyton Manning wasn't that good in the playoffs, Clarence. As great as he as he was in the regular season, he wasn't very good in the playoffs. He was 14 and 13 in the play in the playoffs, 40 and touch, 40 touchdowns or 25 interceptions, but he was terrible in the postseason. That's why I think Aaron, Drew Brees, and Russell Wilson, Tom Brady ultimately are greater quarterbacks than Peyton Manning will be once their careers are finally done. Because he wasn't very good in the playoffs. You're, you got the floor. What's your list? Yeah. I can't believe I had to listen to that list. Woo. All right, let me give you my list, man. In my Start opinion, at five. Start at five. Start at five. And don't be surprised. Number five, Russell Wilson. Okay. Number four, Aaron Rodgers. Number three, Eli Manning. Oh. Number, number two. Patrick no. What? Number one, Tom Brady. What? Definitely. Wait, wait, wait. Do you got do you got the honorable mentions? Oh, the honorable mentions is Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manny, and um Phillip Rivers. Yeah, Phillip Rivers. But he wasn't that good in the playoffs. He wasn't that good I mean, in the playoffs. He, he was solid. He got playoff wins. He got playoff wins, but he was he always lost to Tom Brady in the playoffs like, every year. Yeah. But, but but wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, hold, hold the hell up. Because Eli Manning was on my honorable mentions list. He didn't make my top five. There is no way in here I'm going to pick Eli over Big Ben or Russell Wilson. Like, I'm not picking Eli over Big Ben and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson and Big Ben are both better than Eli Manning. Listen, Eli Manning had 
one of the best defensive lines in NFL history on both of his postseason runs to the Super Bowl. He Eli beat your quarterback. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Clarence. Eli Manning led the league in interceptions, I believe it was like three times in his career. Eli Manning, I'll give him his credit. In the postseason, he's 84, 18 touchdowns, nine interceptions. And by the way, Eli Manning broke my heart twice in the playoffs because he beat Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers in the postseason at Lambeau. So he broke my heart twice in the playoffs. But do I believe that Eli Manning is better than Russell Wilson or Big Ben Roethlisberger? I do not. So wait, wait, wait. You got Aaron Rodgers on your list? I mean, yeah, no, I got Aaron Rodgers on my list. No, do you got Drew Brees on your list? Oh, hell no. No, no. What? Oh. No. <laughs> you think you think Eli Manning is more clutch than Drew Brees? Definitely. 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 How? How? Eli Manning is more clutch than Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson on my list. He That's why he's ranked higher than them two guys right there. But I'm going to tell you why Eli is more clutch. Because all the, the games in the playoffs, he was on the road, right? He was on the road playing these playing these games and terrible weather with with the um, I can't even imagine with the the doubts all over them. Like he had every he had like everything against him doubts, you know, the weather and the team at the team advantage. But he propelled and, and, and led this team, right? He led this team. He, he had some clutch Brady moments. Two times. He did. He did. He did. He had some clutch moments in his career. Won two Super Bowl championships. But his overall career record as a quarterback is 500. He's not very good. The only reason that we talk about Eli Manning being in the in the in a great conversation is because of his last name. If it wasn't for him being Archie Manning's son and Peyton Manning's brother, we wouldn't talk about Eli Manning Arch the way we Manning talk about some of these other to quarterbacks. Play. Or their their dad, Archie Manning, he never went to the playoffs. He can't even smell playoffs. He don't even know what playoffs is in his mindset. Look, I'm telling you this. Aaron, look, Eli Manning was probably one of the best underdog quarterbacks in the in that decade. He's definitely well mentioned in the top five when you mentioned the postseason runs, man. He is Let me definitely ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. How in the hell are you gonna say Eli Manning is better in the postseason than Drew Brees when Drew Brees had his team? in position to get back to the Super Bowl twice. You remember against Minnesota. They could have beat Minnesota, but if it wasn't for Stephon Diggs and the Minneapolis Miracle, Drew Brees would have had an opportunity to well, play in the Super Bowl or at, least, or, at least get, or at least get to the NFC Championship game. Because you, you remember the next week, the Eagles beat the Vikings. But he, had he went, but hold on, Drew Brees would have had an opportunity to play in the NFC Championship game. And you remember exactly what happened in the 2018 NFC Championship game. They blew that non-call that was a pass interference. Clarence, me and you could have called pass interference. Huh? Oh, but you got to think about it. Don't forget, after that blown call, Drew Brees and them had another opportunity to win the game again. And guess what? The next the next few plays, few plays later, he threw an interception. He threw an interception. Drew Brees and them did not have no – look, Drew Brees and them, they brought a Super Bowl. Yeah, that was almost 11 years ago, Trey. Almost 11 years ago, he doesn't have luck in the playoffs. The thing about Drew Brees that so every, the opponent always outshine him. He 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 did, he's he's not the same Brees no more as when he was going for his first Super Bowl. That's why he's not in my top five. He's not in my, my top five. Eli Manning, where every time when he went to the playoffs, he 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 showed up and he had a better yeah. performance than Drew Brees. I, I thought about I thought about putting I thought about putting Eli in my top five because we're just talking about playoffs. That's all we're talking about. Nothing else. Just playoffs. I just I just don't feel comfortable on any all-time greats list putting Eli Manning above Russell Wilson or Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers or any of them. I just don't feel comfortable doing it. I mean, you gotta think about it. You gotta think about it. I, I should really Aaron Rodgers should really be number five, but his his like his talent in the playoffs is is it's like you can't even forget about. But Russell Who you Wilson, got at five? Who you got at five? Russell Wilson. The thing Aaron about Russell, better than Russell Wilson in the playoffs. Russell Wilson, look, he carried his whole team there. He carried his team there to, into the playoffs. So that's something that you can't ignore. That's something Last you can't ignore. Hold on, hold on. Let's talk about that. Back because to back I, believe, Super Bowl. I believe Russell okay. Wilson, Russell Wilson had a better supporting cast than Aaron Rodgers in the early part of his career. 
it's changed. I think Aaron Rodgers had a, has a better supporting cast now. Aaron Rodgers got Devontae Adams. Russell Wilson no. doesn't have a Devontae Adams on his team. But he had a Jordy Nelson at the time when he won a Super Bowl, Trey. Don't no, but that's, hold on, that's, but, that's not, but that's not my argument. I'm saying, what I'm saying is I think they roles have kind of reversed. I think in the early part of Russell Wilson's career, Russell Wilson had the better supporting cast than Aaron Rodgers. Russell Wilson had the Legion of Boom to rely on, especially like on the defensive side of the ball. And he also had beast mode to hand the football off to. When I used to think about the Seattle Seahawks, when they was going to the Super Bowl, I was thinking about LOB. Then I was thinking about Pete Carroll. Then I thought about beast mode. And then I got to Russell Wilson. Kind of similar to Jimmy G and the 49ers. We're going to talk about them here in a little bit. I, I was thinking about at least two or three levels before I got to Russell Wilson. But over the last three, four years, Russell Wilson is elite quarterback. And he's one of the best quarterbacks that we have in the NFL, top two as far as I'm concerned. But I'm just saying at first, I felt like he had a better support system than Aaron Rodgers did. Now I think, think Aaron Rodgers got a little bit, but Aaron Rodgers got a little bit of a better support system. Think about it afterwards, though. When the Legion of Boom separated and they, they had a complete new team, Russell Wilson was still leading that team to the playoff. Like, he, yeah. I, I'm a, I think, look, look, the talent is there. The talent was there for him. And his team and supporting cast, they wasn't the best. The defense, I still believe, is not one of the best because the secondary, uh, it's like a nightmare there. But Russell Wilson kept pushing. At a point in time, he was the leading rusher, the leading rusher for his team. And let's be honest, he never had a good offensive lineman around him that's, that he can – he did that he can really protect them because you know, you know, they he averaged about like four or five sacks last year in the season and his fumbling, he did he fumbled pretty pretty bad in the season, but he still showed up and carried his team, man. And but, but, but let me ask you a question. You said Aaron Rodgers should be maybe five. Did you, did you not know that Aaron Rodgers has never scored less than 20 points in any playoff game in his career? Ever. Aaron Rodgers has never scored less than 20 points in any playoff game in his career. And let's not forget, throughout the years, even though my Packers was making the playoffs, our defense got shredded in the postseason, Clarence. Oh, come on now. Our defense was getting shredded. And Aaron was keeping us in games. And one more thing I want to say. I got Drew Brees at three and Russell Wilson at four. I'm going to say one more thing and we can move on to the next topic. It's amazing because if Pete Carroll, and I think it was Daryl Bevel. He was the offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. If they would have handed the ball off to Marshawn Lynch, Russell Wilson would have two Super Bowl rings on his resume, and I would put him above Drew Brees. And, Aaron, I, think you, I, and I think you would – I wouldn't have him above Aaron. But I think definitely, I, I wouldn't. I would not, no, 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 I wouldn't because I'm, I'm thinking, thinking about – Two times Super Bowl, back-to-back Super Bowls? Yeah, he, de- he would have been definitely no, above it. No, because, because at, at that time when he was winning Super Bowls, they weren't winning because of Russell Wilson. They was really winning because of LOB and Marshawn Lynch. When, when Aaron Rodgers won his one Super Bowl, we won because of Aaron Rodgers. But I think he would definitely be above Drew Brees. But they didn't hand the ball to Marshawn, and we know you the rest can, of that story. You can literally put Aaron Rodgers, Eli Manning, Patrick Mahomes, Peyton Manning all over all over Drew Brees, man. That's how I feel about no, Brees. No, that's, and that's one more thing I want to ask you. I want to go to the next topic so bad, but I got to ask you one more question. How in the what? hell you got Patrick Mahomes on your top five of the decade quarterbacks list. Really? Why? Yeah, definitely. Let me tell you this. What is it? He's not as proven as these other quarterbacks? Yes, he is. He's definitely proven. At a young age, Patrick Mahomes is up there with the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady's, and who and Drew Brees. I, he's, I, I believe he's significantly better than Drew Brees just because his talent, his arm talent is better. And for Aaron Rodgers, he's, he's like the prototype, but better. He did it in a young span. And if you look at last year in the playoffs, he definitely carried this carried that Chiefs team into the Super Bowl, even finished led them led them to take over and win the Super Bowl. Like that, that you gotta put into matter right there, Trey. That's why he's my number two. That that comeback against the, the Texas seven straight touchdowns. You kidding me? You gonna ignore that? I am not ignoring that. I'm not taking nothing away from Patrick Mahomes. In his young career, he has balled out in the playoffs. Remember back in 2018. In the AFC Championship game, if it wasn't for D4 going off sides, the Chiefs would have been in the Super Bowl. And obviously he won the Super Bowl last year. But I'm looking at body of work. And I think Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, they got more of a body of work than Patrick Mahomes. 
I'm not even ready to say Patrick Mahomes is better than. Well, nah, you know, I'm, 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 I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna he's go better than Drew Brees. He's, I was gonna say Peyton. I, I was talking about Peyton Manning. I want. I, I, I would say Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, in his two postseason, you know, starts so far in his career, I would say he's been better in the playoffs than I've seen in Peyton Manning. <laughs> but Peyton Manning was man. Peyton Manning was bad in the playoffs. Man. Fourteen playoff wins. You can't ignore that, man. Man, fourteen listen, play. Yeah. Peyton Manning was he got he was 14 and 13 in the playoffs, but he was two not Super very Bowls. Good. He With wasn't three. That second Super Bowl clearance, he was a liability. He was a liability. But let, we got to move on. We got to yeah, move that's... on. Let's get back to some NBA. James Harden compared himself to Allen Iverson. I quote James Harden. He was on of Instagram Live. He was talking to AI, and he said, "Everything I'm going through right now is what Iverson went through, just a newer version." He was comparing himself to Allen Iverson. So my question for you is, does Harden have a point here? Well, I think for James Harden, the comparison he's trying to compare to AI is that he dealt with a lot of criticism against his game, against his ego, and I guess against his like his, his playoff performances. And I think for Harden, what he's trying he's trying to let everybody understand is that he's dealing with all that that hate and hatred against him and people. People believe that Harden is not not capable of leading the team to a championship. You know, many thought thought about that about AI. People didn't think he could lead them to a championship, but then 2001, he won. The, it was his MVP year, and he went to the final, took them to the finals, and played against that powerhouse Lakers team. Kobe and he won one one game. He won at least one game in that series, and I think that yep. was that was impressive against that Lakers team. But for James Harden, his <laughs> His playoff performances compared to AI, it's not like, it's not, it's not good. It's not good in my opinion because I think that he he's capable of leading his team. I mean, he averaged about what what seven, almost seven assists per game and what six rebounds. He involved, he's involved with the team, but his killer that killer instinct, you really question that because who? What if teams need you the most? And hear me out, he is a clutch player because I see him hit a lot of clutch shots. I see James Harden hit a lot of clutch shots, but in the postseason, I haven't. And I think he still got something to prove. And he's in his 11th season in the NBA. Wait, 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 wait. I have a question. You say he's a clutch player, but you haven't seen him hit clutch shots in the postseason. So how is he clutch? I cause look, I give you I give you an example. Against the Golden State Warriors, he was the only one that was scoring for that team. And he carried that team to a victory. That was in the season. But for James Harden in his playoffs, I think. His, his problem is, is lack of leadership. It's just a lack of leadership towards this team. Like, he has all the talent in the world, but the, the leadership is not there. Yeah. Okay, but, so let me let, – yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You almost no, – no, You got it, oh, man. Okay, let me let me break this down for you. I'm going to break this down for you, okay? Yep. I understand where James Harden is coming from because I think what he's talking about is him and Allen Iverson's play style being similar from the standpoint of, as a team – you have to build your team around their skill set because Allen Iverson and James Harden are two of the most gifted scorers in NBA history. Make yeah. no mistake about it. James Harden and Allen Iverson can put the ball in the bucket, and they are great players with the basketball at being able to score. They can create their own shot off the dribble. They can also get to the rim and be creative around the rim and finish at the free throw line as well, make their free throw shots. James Harden is a better perimeter sh shooter than AI ever was. But AI was a fierce competitor. I mean, Allen Iverson in his career, 11-time All-Star, two-time All-Star game MVP, 2000 NBA MVP, four-time scoring champion. He averaged 27 points per game clearance on 43% shooting in his career. And this was at – he was only six feet soaking wet. I mean, Allen Iverson yeah. was going in the paint and, 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 and being creative around trees and still putting up buckets. Him getting that 2000 – Philadelphia 76ers team to the finals was an amazing accomplishment because that team had no business being in the same gym with Kobe and Shaq's Lakers. I mean, if you take Allen Iverson off that team, they're not even a playoff team. I mean, yeah. they're not. But listen, also, Allen Iverson, he changed the NBA culture as well, bringing that hip-hop swag to the league. Like, what I think Michael Vick did for the NFL that's what Allen Iverson did for the NBA, bringing that hip-hop swag and wearing those big jerseys and bringing, wearing the chains to the press conferences. It was amazing what he brought to the table during his career. But you look at James Harden on his career, 2018 NBA MVP, 
Although I think LeBron James should have won MVP that year. They robbed LeBron because he carried the Cleveland Cavaliers that season. And then the following year, last year, Giannis won MVP. I think James Harden should have won MVP last year. So it, James Harden won MVP one year, and I thought he should have lost it. And the following year, he lost it, and I thought he should have won it. Eight-time All-Star, five-time NBA first-team player. He won the NBA Sixth Man of the Year award. I believe it was in 2012. You know, he averaged 25 points per game on his career on 44% shooting. Obviously, both of these players are tremendous scorers. But here's why I think they differ in that. And I think when he, it's, we're talking about perception. Allen Iverson was a straight killer on the court. Straight killer. And he never apologized yeah. for it. I never saw a moment where I felt like Allen Iverson shrunk when the lights was at his brightest. He might have missed some shots, but I've never felt like Allen Iverson was shrinking. Or, or he was just choking. I never, ever said, hey, I choked. He missed some shots, but that's not choking. James, yeah. Harden, James Harden, meanwhile, has had countless moments in his career where he's came up small in the NBA playoffs. Let me give you some of these situations and these circumstances where he came up small. I remember in the 2012 NBA Finals against LeBron James and the Miami Heat, when Kevin Durant Russell Westbrook was on Oklahoma City Thunder, Kevin Durant showed up. He averaged close to 30 points per game in that NBA Finals. Russell Westbrook played pretty well as well. James Harden played terrible in that NBA Finals. Then I remember 2017 NBA playoffs. I know you're going to remember this, Clarence. Game six going up against the San Antonio Spurs without Kawhi Leonard. James Harden goes 2 of 11 shooting from the floor, just 10 points. He was a minus 28 on the floor. And I got one more for you. In the 2019 NBA playoffs against the Golden State Warriors without Kevin Durant. You remember Kevin Durant got injured in that series. Yeah. James Harden could not close the deal against the Warriors who didn't even have Kevin Durant. They had a chance to push the series, I think, back to seven games and back to Golden State. And they got beat down in the second half of game six in H-Town in James Harden's house. Steph Curry went ballistic in the second half. There has been countless moments in James Harden's career where he has came up small. I have never seen Allen Iverson come up small in the playoffs. Therefore, I think it's a difference when you're comparing these two players. Yeah. Yeah, before we move on, before we move on, that was a great, great speech from you, Mr. Larkins. Before we move on, everybody, let's go follow Wise Guys on Facebook and Instagram, These Guys Know Sports, and Twitter, Wise Guys underscore 08, and we are still live on the World Wise Sports Radio Network. Now, did you wanna, hold on, Clarence. Hold on. Did, did you, did you have anything else you want to say about this? Because I have one more thing. I have one more thing. But you what, anything what's else? the last more thing? What's the last more thing, brother? I Say, think sometimes on. when it comes to perception, NBA fans and, and media, they don't like the fact that James Harden, his play style, and how he's always trying to create fouls and get to the free throw line, and he wants the refs to assist him and being able to get his points. I don't think fans necessarily like his play style. Meanwhile, Allen Iverson, he came right at you. AI coming at yeah. you. 20, downhill, yeah. 24-7, all 48 minutes of the game, AI was coming at you full speed. He, he, he didn't let up. I think fans and NBA mem media members, they, they, they favor AI more over James Harden when it comes to perception because AI came into 24-7 compared to James Harden, who's always looking for a foul and looking to get to the free throw line and look for some assistance from the from the referees to that you say what you agree with that or disagree yeah i think for james Harden, he just said he don't have that killer instinct that ai had that he brought to the table and right that's right. something that he needs to prove this season if if he can that he got that killer instinct he can lead this rockets team for sure <clears throat> everybody remember go follow wise guys on twitter at wise guys underscore wait also on facebook wise guys live on the worldwide sports network let's move on clear to the next topic let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers. We got some problems Ooh. brewing in the Bay. Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young stated that Jimmy lost his trust with head coach Kyle Shanahan. So the question here is, do you believe Kyle Shanahan trusts Jimmy G? Man, I think that's the other way around, man. Do Jimmy G trust Kyle Shanahan? Because it's, it's been numerous of times Shanahan has choked in the big moments. And when the coach choked, it, it, it takes the confidence away from the players. And the players have to overcome that that moment to, to show off their great. You say Kyle Shanahan choked? I mean, uh, let me tell you. The, the, remember the 
play, remember the comeback against the Patriots in the Super Bowl? And this this last Super Bowl right here, when he let Patrick Mahomes come back under six, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. I think, I think like Kyle Shanahan, like that's the that's the his big question is where's your execution? But we could get back to the main question. I think so hold on real quick. I don't I, he did choke in the when he was a coordinator for the Falcons. I'm not so sure I would say he choked in the Super Bowl. I don't know. But continue, go ahead. Go ahead. We'll I, I, I think he choked. I think he choked, man, because you had the you had the number one best defense in the NFL, a great pass rush, that a good four-man pass rush at that, that could get to the quarterback. And they didn't get no pressure on Mahomes. They let Mahomes play his game and show his talent where his arm talent. And I think that was a coach, that was on the coach mental right there. Like he, you didn't coach him up to get it stop or nothing. I, I think they had some questionable play calling down the stretch of the Super Bowl, but I wouldn't necessarily say he choked. I think he did choke when he was the coordinator for the Falcons. But, but I don't but, I, I wouldn't say he choked. I think it was more Jimmy G, but go ahead, go ahead. Continue. Yeah, but for Jimmy G though, now I can now, let's, now we can transition to Jimmy G. Jimmy yeah. G was, you know, when he came in, he was he was what five and two, five and two with seven stars, and you, he showed some promises. With Shanahan, right? For throughout the couple of years, three and 14, four and 12 in the recent years now. Last year, they was 13 and three. So they had a little bit, a lot of progression. And for Jimmy G, he was, was he, he threw almost 69% of completion, almost 4,000 pass yards with not a good touchdown interception ratio, 27 to 13. And plus, he was sacked 36 times. So do I really trust Jimmy G leading this team? That it's kind of scared me because you want to figure out: Do he have that killer instinct, and what can you can you bring out more out of him? Because I think he just he just he have more in him. And for Kyle Shanahan to be the coach, he has to bring out that greatest strip against Jimmy G, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe Kyle Shanahan believes in Jimmy G. My question for you would be a rhetorical question: Would you? <laughs> I, I, like, what has Jimmy G proven to be trusted? Like last year in the Super Bowl, oh, you, said, you said last year in the Super Bowl, you think Kyle Shanahan choked? I think Jimmy Garoppolo choked. He he had, he went tw- he went twenty of thirty one, one touchdown, two interceptions, completed sixty five percent of his passes. But if you remember, there was a key play late in that Super Bowl. He missed a wide open Emmanuel Sanders with the yeah. game on the line. You were, I know you remember that play. If he hit Emmanuel Sanders in stride, the 49ers win the Super Bowl. I'm going to give you some quarterbacks who I believe would have gotten it done in the Super Bowl with a 10-point lead with over eight minutes left to go. You ready for this? Yeah. We ain't even talking about elite. Well, one of these players on my name is elite, but not all of them. Dak Prescott would have gotten it done. He would have got it done. Matthew Stafford would have gotten it done. Man, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Let's continue. Carson Wentz would have gotten it done. Yes, yes. I got another one for you. you you're gonna be shocked off this one. You might, you might, you might jump out your chair on this one. Because I don't know what I'm gonna see from him this year. But I like this kid. Kyler Murray would have gotten it done. I don't think he would have shrank and folded. And we know Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Pat, and Patrick Mahomes goes without saying. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. They, they we don't even gotta talk about them. But I think those young quarterbacks, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, maybe even Kyler Murray, and also the veteran quarterback in Matthew Stafford, they all would have gotten it done if they had a 10-point lead with eight minutes left in the Super Bowl. Now, let me give you some of his statistical numbers last year. Jimmy Garoppolo, 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, close to 4,000 passing yards, completing 69% of his passes. That was impressive last year. But do I think they can actually win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm actually going to say yes, and here's why. Jimmy Garoppolo is no scrub. Last year, he was 12th overall in total QBR. And he has a lifetime record as 23-5 and as a quarterback. They went 5-0 in his first year. And then he got hurt, and they went 3-13. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is average. If you can be an average quarterback and have an elite defense and make big plays on third down, I think you can win the Super Bowl with that type of quarterback. He's not clutch. But if he can learn how to make plays in the clutch, I think he can be a slightly above average quarterback. That's his feeling for me. So I'm looking at winning the Super Bowl. But I'm looking at the schedule right now. They open the season at home against the Arizona Cardinals, which I think is a tough one. And they got, what, five primetime games at home against the Eagles. 
which I think that's going to be a big challenge, but I think they can overcome. And a Sunday night against a division rival is the Los Angeles Rams. Them games always tough. The Rams, the Rams and 49 is always a one. And a Thursday night game against your Green Bay Packers. Against yeah. your Green Bay Packers, Trey. And we want revenge. We want revenge. <laughs> it's in, in the Bay. It's in they the Bay. Hey, but they, they, is, is it in San Francisco, that game? Yeah. They, they, trauma, they traumatized me. I don't want to play them in the Bay. <laughs> and then they got a Monday night football game against Buffalo and a Sunday night against the Cowboys. So I'm looking at this schedule. This schedule is probably the toughest schedule that they probably going to go through because they play in a lot of playoff teams and a lot of potential teams at that. And, and why I think for the while, do I believe Jimmy Garoppolo can lead him to a Super Bowl? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. I think he don't have that it factor or that game-changing ability to change the game in a football game. I, I, I just believe that he's a very limited quarterback that can give you so much, but won't, like, he won't give you the execution. Like, he won't give you the execution to win, man. I just, I just don't see, believe that. See, see I, don't, I don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo to ever be an elite quarterback. But I think he could be an average or slightly above average quarterback. And I think if he can make big plays on third down, that's all you got to do. You got it. You got an elite defense. You have an elite defense. So hold on. If you can hold, if you can hold teams under twenty points, and they had the Chiefs under twenty points with eight minutes left to go in the Super Bowl. If you can hold teams under twenty points, and you can establish a nice running game, I think you can win the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. Nah, but elite players make elite plays, man. And the the player the players that 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 makes those plays are elite. They are elite. But let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. When Watson Wilson was winning Super Bowls with the Seattle Seahawks, when Legion of Boom was there, were they winning Super Bowls because Russell Wilson was elite? No. Russell Wilson was big. No. Russell Wilson was big on third down. Russell Wilson was big on third down. And dare I say, Russell Wilson was a game manager. At one point in his career, he was a game manager, Clarence. But he ain't always been elite. Think about it. He led his team. He beat your Packers team to advance in the Super Bowl. He beat Jordan Packers. He led them. You remember that deep that deep throw to Jermaine Kurt? That was right on the money. You know who did that? Russell Wilson. He showed that his comeback and that he he can show what he showed. He led his, the Seattle Seahawks team. People don't people don't never mention that because the Legion of Boom was very destructive and it was a dominant defensive team. But Russell Wilson led he led them in the playoffs. To the Super Bowl, man. I don't. I don't understand why people are blind to that. I don't. Understand I'm not. That. I'm not saying that Russell Wilson wasn't. I, he's a game manager to me at that point. He was. He wasn't elite just yet. But what, what I'm saying is, I think you can be an average or slightly above average quarterback and lead your team to a Super Bowl and win if you have a great defense and you can run the football effectively. You got to be able to have those two things, and you also got to have a a, a a good head coach. But if you can have play great defense and run the football effectively, you can win a Super Bowl. Guess who else is an elite? And he got a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco has never been elite ever. Like <laughs> he was, he got hot that one year in Ray Lewis last year when he was in the NFL. He got hot and led the Ravens to a Super Bowl. But they had a great defense. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Jimmy G. Believe it or not, never. when he led when he led him to the Super Bowl, he was having a phenomenal postseason. So. So he didn't throw no interceptions. What, what, 21 touchdowns? Yeah, Joe Flacco was having a monster, monster. Right, but we ain't seen – Joe Flacco ain't did nothing since. But what I'm, So what I'm saying is, like, I'm not saying Jimmy Garoppolo would ever be elite. Never. Don't ever mention elite and Jimmy Garoppolo in the same sentence because it's not going to happen. But I believe that Jimmy Garoppolo, being an average or slightly above average quarterback, if he can learn to make plays on third down, and they can have an effective running game and nice system in place with Kyle Shanahan calling the plays and an elite defense, I think the 49ers can win a Super Bowl. If that defense falls off and they're not able to get make plays and they're not elite, he won't get it done. He has to have everything around him go right for him to be able to have a chance at winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. One, one last thing before we move on to the next one. I truly believe that the NFC West is going to be comp- competitive as it was throughout the year, the two years span that the Niners and Seahawks like, dominated. But I think that's going to be more competitive. Cardinals are going to be involved. The Rams are trying to make a comeback. 
and I believe we all know Seattle is gonna be in the gonna be in the top. So it's gonna be very interesting to watch. It's gonna be something yeah, to watch. Certainly. I'm not sure how much time we got left. We're gonna get a few more minutes to be able to talk about Kawhi Leonard. But everybody remember going follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore H. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. And be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram at these guys know sports. We're live here on the Worldwide Sports Network. I want to know how much more time we got left because I want to talk about Kawhi Leonard, man. We, I was listening to Colin Cowherd, Clarence, on Fox Sports. Yeah. He was talking about if Kawhi Leonard wins an NBA championship, he said that he believes that Kawhi Leonard would then be in the top five NBA players of all time. This was Colin Cowherd on the Her on FS1. So my question for you is, as we get back to some NBA, <laughs> With another championship, solidify Kawhi Leonard and being the, one of the top five players in the NBA. I think that 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 that, that extra uh, NBA Finals championship it will it will make him LeBron's greatest greatest like competitor against him instead of KD. I, I I hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. If Kawhi Leonard wins the NBA Finals. I think he will be LeBron James' biggest threat in the NBA. It won't be Kevin Durant no more. It wouldn't be Kevin Durant until he's he's proven he can lead the Brooklyn Nets to an NBA Finals and win the championship. But if Kawhi Leonard wins wins the NBA Finals, he will be LeBron James' biggest threat in the NBA. I already think Kawhi Leonard is a top two player in the league right now. It's Bron and Kawhi because them them top guys right there them. They are dominant. They're just no, dominant. no, no. Hold on, Clarence. We're talking about all time. Colin oh, Cowherd, no. yeah, Colin Cowherd. He said, if Kawhi Leonard wins another NBA Finals and he's a Finals MVP, that he would elevate Kawhi Leonard to be in his top five players of all time. To that, you I say mean, what? I think I get from his point of view. If if you beat LeBron James a second time, then. You can really consider yourself better than him. You consider yourself better than him. What? You can, like, I, look, I, from, from Kyle's point of view, from Kyle's point of view, and we know LeBron James is a top five player. And Kawhi Leonard, he's he's not on his level yet, but he, he is biggest threat in the NBA right now. But top five, I think it's ridiculous right now. I want to say that even if he won a title, he still have, has something to prove. Nah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with him. Well, well I, right now, to be honest, I don't agree with you either. I don't agree with Colin. I don't agree with you. I think both of y'all are ludicrous. So let me say real quick. I think I disagree. I disagree. Kawhi is definitely LeBron's <laughs> biggest threat in the NBA. No, we, we'll find out. But we'll, that was the second part of his question. The first part is, if he wins another championship, he's the finals MVP, would he be a top five all-time NBA player? And the emphatic answer is hell no, like stop, Colin. I wish Colin could come on Wise Guys, man, on the Worldwide Sports Network because these statements that he just stated on the herd, he really, really needs to have his basketball IQ in question here. Like, we really got to start asking these dudes, like, what are you watching when you turn the TV on? Kawhi Leonard is great. He's the best two-way player we have in the NBA. He's the best player who I would say if I need a bucket and a stop, I'm picking Kawhi Leonard. But another championship or another finals MVP would not make Kawhi Leonard elevate to the top five NBA all-time greatest players. I'm not putting Kawhi Leonard above Kobe, Shaq, Tim Duncan, Wilt, Kevin Durant, Kareem, or LeBron James. It's more, I can go he on. Might be better. But that's just, he might be better than K. He might be better than K. No, he's not going to be better than Kevin Durant. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But let me get. Let me tell you why he won't be in the top five NBA all-time greatest players. His rings, his. I'm, let me tell you why. His rings are more valuable than Kevin Durant. Like his rings that he that he would have won, they would have been more valuable than Kevin Durant's rings with the Golden State Warriors. But Kevin Durant dominated the NBA over a longer length of time than Kawhi Leonard. Guess what else Kevin Durant has on his resume that Kawhi Leonard doesn't have? That's an NBA MVP. Kevin Durant has been a, one of the top five best players in the league for a longer period than Kawhi Leonard has. And also, let's not forget, last year, the Golden State Warriors would have won the NBA championship 
if it wasn't for Clay Thompson getting hurt in game six. The I, Warriors, I, I don't I don't I think if the Warriors if Kevin Durant, hold on, if Clay Thompson didn't get injured, they were already winning game six. I think the Warriors would have pushed the Raptors back to Toronto and it would have went game seven. And I'm thinking the Splash Brothers over Kawhi in the game seven, but Clay got hurt. If Kevin Durant wouldn't have gotten injured, if Kevin Durant wouldn't have gotten injured, would the Raptors have won last year? Yeah, if Kevin Durant, if Kevin Durant didn't get injured, the Warriors was winning that. But when Clay Thompson okay. got injured, that they were still, they were gonna still lose regardless. Even, no, even okay. So, so another thing is, obviously Kawhi Leonard doesn't have a regular season MVP on his resume. MJ has a regular season MVP. LeBron has a regular season MVP. Kevin Durant has a regular season MVP. Tim Duncan has a regular season MVP. And Shaq has a regular season MVP. So many players have regular season MVPs. And I remember I told you this a few months ago when we talked about Kawhi Leonard. When I'm looking at NBA all-time greats, something that I'm going to look at when Kawhi Leonard's career is all said and done, I'm looking at low management. One of the reasons why we love Kobe, love Jordan, love LeBron, it's because they showed up night in and night out, and they gave you great elite basketball. As a paying customer, if I'm taking Trey Mary to see a game, I want to see the superstars show up and show out. It's too many times throughout the regular season clearance where I've seen low management next to Kawhi Leonard's name. Therefore, he is not on Kobe, MJ, LeBron, Kevin Durant's level just yet. And one more thing I want to say. Kawhi Leonard didn't become a consistent scorer until 2015. And that first finals MVP that he won, he wasn't even the best player on that team. He won NBA finals MVP because he guarded the best player in the league at that time. And he was the leading scorer. Hold on, Hold on, I'm almost done. He only got MVP because he guarded the opposing team's best player. And at that time, LeBron James was the best player in the league. It was kind of the same similar situation as to what happened in 2015. Remember when Andre Iguodala won NBA MVP? Iggy won the best player on that Warriors team. It was Steph Curry. I disagree. But they gave, they gave, they gave, Iggy was the best player on that Warriors team? No, I'm just saying I disagree. You're trying to compare Kawhi Leonard situation to, towards Andre Iguodala. I disagree. No, no, I'm saying, what I'm saying, I'm comparing the, the NBA Finals MVP awards. The reason why Kawhi Leonard got NBA Finals MVP and the 2014 NBA Finals was, was because he guarded LeBron James. The reason why Andre Iguodala got 2015 NBA Finals MVP was because he guarded LeBron James. What I'm saying is he wasn't even the best player on his team when he won the Finals MVP in the 2014 season. I disagree, bro. That was still Tim, Dun Tim Duncan's team. Tim Duncan averaged, I don't know, what, 12 points in that, in that playoff, man. Come That's on, That's what man. Kawhi averaged. That's what Kawhi averaged in that Kawhi finals. Kawhi averaged was the leading scorer score in that finals against LeBron James. What he brought to that table, he was, he was working on his offensive game, and he did. He had some clutch some clutch stops in that game. Like, I don't understand why you're trying to just, like, bypass that because he – he had a great performance in the playoffs and against LeBron James. Yes, I'm going to consider Tim Duncan and Tony Parker. That was his supporting cast because Kawhi Leonard was leading the pack. He was leading the pack, man. So, so at he, that time, when he won NBA Finals MVP back in 2014 with the Spurs, when they beat the Miami Heat, at that time, Kawhi Leonard was a star? Oh, he was an upcoming star, like Pascal Siakam. He was a star that was coming up, and he, he, built, he built off of that, that moment. I'll I, I tell you that. I'll, I'll let you know about it. I'll tell you I, that, though. I, I, would say, I, don't, I wouldn't say he was a star yet. I think he was a, a contributor on a championship team at that so, point. He was, so a great telling, he was a great contributor, but I wouldn't say he was a, so a you're telling star me after, So, okay, let's talk about after, after um, that finals MVP. What happened, at, what, what happened afterwards? He started going – he started what? Defensive player of the year, all-star appearances. He was dominating then. They ended up getting traded to Toronto and brought them a title, their first one in franchise history. I'm yeah. telling you, man, this guy was a rising star coming up. LeBron James, his peers seen it. His peers, they knew what type of player he was. Like you said, one of the best two-way players in the league. But, this but, guy but, was a rising star. But, he he just, but my thing is, he just, he, just got, he just got great offensively like in 2015, 2016. In the first few years of his career, he wasn't very good offensively, Clarence. Like Kevin Durant, he came into the NBA averaging 20. 
Kevin Durant in his career has never averaged less than 20 points per game. You're comparing now you're comparing a uh, elite scorer to a a two-way player. Well, when he came into the league, he was a de- he was a defensive player and that was still working on his offensive game. We peep the Spurs knew his game was going to get better. <clears throat> he just had to grow the confidence into his game. But Kevin Durant Let's be honest, man. He was in Texas, dominating, averaged 25 points each game for the long courts. Everybody knew he was a scoring machine. That was, He was something different. They never seen nothing like that from Kevin Durant. Let's clear all that up in the air, Trey, man. For Ka- Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi, for, Kawhi, for Kawhi Leonard, he had to work his butt off. He had to build his offensive game. I'm not <laughs> taking that from him. But, okay, so, so if he won the NBA championship, and he's the finals MVP. Will he be top five all time? Are you ready in to go the, there? In the league, in the current league, yep. No, not but, on the league. All time. Will he be top five all time? Top ten. What? You so you so you would take him? Wait, would you take him above Kobe? I'm gonna say this. He gonna switch. Oh. He gonna switch spots with Kevin Durant. Where Kevin Durant rank? Would you would you take him above Kobe? No, I'm not taking him above Kobe. Okay. Whew, thank God. Oh my goodness. I would have fell out my chair if you just hit. Okay. So would you take him? Would you take him above Tim Duncan? Nah. Okay. Okay. Kareem. <clears throat> no. Nah. No. LeBron. Hell no. MJ. Hell no. Who else? Right. Who else? Chat. Chat. No. No. Not yet. Not oh. yet. I'm not ready to go. Would, he, would you take him above Shaq or no? Or no? Who was the next player? It all depends. I, I'm just naming some players. I'm, I'm naming. I'm just naming off the top. What about okay. Will? Will? Yeah. Uh, what? Okay. Look, look. I don't even think. Look, maybe he'll start creeping into that top twenty. Well, he NBA was more. All-time. He had more success than Will in the finals. He had more success than Will Chamberlain. Maybe he'll start creeping into to that top twenty NBA all-time greats. But I'm not ready to go so far as to say he'll be top ten. If he has another, if he went, if he win another NBA Finals, he's gonna be better than Kevin Durant. He's no. gonna be over Kevin Durant. No, no, nope. regardless. Either. So, regardless. so, so, so <laughs> since you go in there, since you go in there, let's talk about that because the next question was, would another championship solidify Kawhi being the best player in the NBA today? I believe so. I believe if they win the championship this year, we gonna start talking about he's one of the best players. In the NBA right now, he's one. He's gonna be better than he's gonna be better than uh, Kevin Durant. He's gonna be LeBron James' biggest threat, and he's literally gonna be a legit top five player, top five player, top two player in the NBA. Like he's he's definitely gonna be that. Everybody, he already a top five player. Yeah, I mean like top two. Like he already is a top two in my opinion. Him and LeBron, them the two, and Giannis is right behind him. Yeah, nah, I think KD better than Giannis and Kawhi, honestly, if you're healthy. See, yeah, I, well, I, I would say I would say if he wins another championship, I actually agree. It would solidify him as being the best player in the NBA, but only for this reason, because Kevin Durant is injured. I got to see what Kevin Durant going to do next year when he returns to the lineup for the Brooklyn Nets, because I believe in Kevin Durant. And I think if Kevin Durant is healthy and, and, and balling out, I'm picking KD over Kawhi. I'm picking yeah. KD over Giannis. I'm picking KD over LeBron James. I think if Kevin Durant is healthy, I think Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA. But because it'll be by default, because Kevin Durant is currently injured, I think Kawhi would be the best player in the NBA because most likely if he wins a championship, he beat LeBron James en route to the championship. And if the Bucs beat the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, more than likely Kawhi would be Giannis in the finals. You see what I'm saying? So he already be there. He be there, everybody. Okay, okay. Before we move on, before we move on, okay. No, we go. And my fight. Let's let's move on. We got we got a few more minutes. And you heard today that Mike Tyson and Roy Jones are set to fight September 12th in California. Now, who? Now tell me real quick. Who you rooting for in that eight round fight? Eight round bout. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be excited to watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna be excited <laughs> to watch it, and it's gonna be interesting to watch. I want to see what Mike Tyson got left in the tank. I want to see what he got left. I want to see what he got left. I want to see. What, <laughs> I want to see what Roy Jones yeah. has. I'm gonna have to really, really look more into it. 
but I'm excited to watch it. And I think it's gonna be be box office. It's gonna be something that we're gonna we're gonna watch. We'll watch it. Yeah, I think I ain't gonna lie. I think Mike Tyson, if he's still boxing like that, the same man. Because you you seen like videos in the past how he was just swinging. I'm like, man, this guy still got it, man. So it's gonna be very, it's gonna be very like like entertaining. But Mike Tyson, if he still got it, man, that's really scary, man. And I think Roy yeah. Jones, you better throw that towel in. <laughs> Everybody remember going follow the wise guys on Twitter. At Wise Guys underscore H, also on Facebook, Wise Guys. And be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram with these guys in those sports. Mr. Nix, you got any big plans this weekend, brother? And I'm working out, man, and I'm going to a birthday party and I'm chilling with the family. What about I'm you? I'm going to fall back, man, and probably get me something nice to eat tomorrow and just maybe chill out, maybe maybe bust me out about 100 push ups, man. I need to start getting my, my arms and my shoulders together, man. And, yeah, and I, want everybody, I don't know if everybody can see this, but I want everybody to see the, this notebook. Man, we got these Wise Guys notebooks, man. Yeah. I got to get, get you yours. So I like, I, I don't know if everybody can see this, but we got to get off of here. If not, I saw these notebooks to everybody next week. We got to get off of here. Remember, we on a, we live on the Worldwide Sports Network. Everybody see have a Monday. great weekend. Stay warm. Or stay cool, rather. See you Monday. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.